Luke 13 records an interesting exchange between Jesus and a group of his contemporary Jews. They came to him to report to him about something that had transpired between Pilate and a group of Galileans, where the Roman governor had taken the blood of some slaughtered Jewish Galileans and mingled it with sacrifices. The Jews believed that since something so deplorable and disgusting had happened to these people, they must have been judged by God as terrible sinners. Jesus' reply, which we often quote in Luke 13, verse 3, is to say, I tell you, no, but except you repent, you will all likewise perish. In other words, Jesus is saying, these Galileans weren't worse sinners than anyone else. All of us are under the declared judgment of God. All of us are worthy of such, such a death. But if we repent, we may not perish in such a gruesome manner. In other words, Jesus is saying those who repent and trust in God for salvation will not be destroyed. Jesus then pointed to a group of people who died when a tower fell on 18 individuals. Jesus says, do you suppose these were terrible sinners, worse sinners than anyone else? No, sometimes bad things just happen to people. But if you don't repent, you will likewise perish. God will bring judgment upon those who fail to turn to Him and trust in Him. Now following this exchange, Jesus illustrates His answers to their questions with a parable that's recorded in Luke 13 beginning in verse 6. He began telling them this parable, A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. The prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea, and Micah, often would use the tree imagery to illustrate the nation Israel. The very first psalm likens a wise man to a great and fruitful tree which is planted by the river and is well supplied by the water of God. That should have been Israel in this Old Testament imagery, a flourishing, vibrant fig tree which was providing abundance for all the nations around, shining the light and glory of God to the Gentile world. But instead, the prophet said, Israel had so often become a dried up, withered, fruitless, lifeless stump, and God was continually trying to grow new and vibrant fruit out of that dead tree. Jesus picks up on that same ancient imagery when he talks about a man who owned a vineyard, and in his vineyard he had planted this fig tree, and for three years over and over every season he came to the tree expecting it finally to produce some fruit. But what he found was nothing, lifelessness, no fruit being produced. He finally gives up on the tree and says, let's chop it down and make room for something new to be planted in its stead. But his vineyard keeper comes to him and begs him and says, sir, no, no, wait one more year. Give it one more chance and I'll do my best. I'll dig around it. I'll fertilize it. I'll make sure it gets plenty of nutrients. And maybe then, next season, it will finally produce for you. If not, 
do as you wish, chop it down and throw it into the fire. Jesus is declaring to his audience that he has come preaching the gospel of the kingdom as Israel's one final chance. John the Immerser came first, declaring, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus took up the same mantle and passed that message on to be preached by his twelve disciples. And they were going about from village to village and town to town, working miracles as a sign that God was with them and declaring Israel's one last chance. Repent and be converted or else destruction is coming. Now this national message that was being preached to Israel is the same message of the gospel that's preached to each individual who hears it today. It's as if God is saying to all of us, this is your last chance. Produce fruit or be thrown into the fire. During the final week of Christ's ministry, he came to a fig tree where he was looking for it to provide sustenance for him and his hungry disciples, and he found that it had nothing but leaves. It was all ornamental. It was all show and no substance. What a commentary that was for the Pharisees of Jesus' day, and what a commentary it is on many American Christians. Many Christians around the world, in fact, who go through all of the motions of Christianity, who think that the measurement of true righteousness, of true religion, is showing up to church every once in a while, maybe once or twice, maybe even three times a week, and that that's the mark of genuine discipleship. No, friends. I'm afraid that upon closer inspection, Jesus will find many lifeless trees who are not bearing fruit for the Master, who are not living the righteous life of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians 5 when he says the fruit of the Spirit produces all kinds of wonderful manifestations of virtues, who are not working for the kingdom, uh, Christians who are not living vibrant lives of love and compassion and mercy and generosity. Jesus says of these, many will be cut down and many will be thrown into the fire. But it's not too late. Just as it wasn't too late for that fig tree Jesus encountered, if we'll repent, if we'll do again the works that Jesus has commissioned us to do, maybe, maybe we'll be able to produce fruit for the Master.